Hello everyone and welcome to episode 14 of our D&D uh, campaign. Hello guys, watch for your volumes on once together, don't forget about that very important thing. Um, before we begin, guys as usual, we have some announcements. First of all, welcome everyone, new people, old people, you're all pretty cool. I mean not old people, just uh, old viewers. Uh, thank you very much for hanging out here, um, we appreciate you. Now, second thing, very important thing before we go around and let the, the cast show you their voices. Um, tomorrow, we're gonna have a Dungeons & Dragons one-shot. 6.30 p.m. GMT plus one. Uh, Mizzy and Fish are going to be playing there, as well as Mick and Nobrook. Um, it, it's going to be a one-shot session, which means there will be no continuation to this. Although, if you had previously watched other uh, one-shots that we ran on this channel, you might know a little bit more about what's happening. Um, other than that, I would just like to remind you for everybody watching this live um, that you guys can also catch it on YouTube, Spotify, and Google Podcasts um, so that you can either watch it or listen to it uh, while you're going to work or, you know, doing your girl. Uh, anyway, um, or whoever you're doing. Um, also, for the, the people that are watching... Um, this on youtube and spot or listening and on spotify we do this live every saturday 9 30 p.m uh gmt uh plus one except when we don't because sometimes we don't um but then we'll warn you if you follow us on the social medias uh and stuff like that anyway that's uh that covers everything for today so i'm gonna go once again very shortly around the table i want your name and the name of your character and that's it. Anything else, and we're gonna have trouble. Understood? I like trouble. Okay, Team Rocket. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, <laughs> starting with our halfling rogue, please, my lady. I'm Fish, and I play Sagrin. Easy. And now, followed by our drow cleric. Mystera, and I play Azizel. Then our fairy wizard. My name is Mizzy and I play Tuna. Nice. And now lastly, our drow sorceress. Tindra. Witch. Hi. Witch Tindra, actually. <laughs> Whatever, man. I think we got it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, that was it. Um, thank you for reintroducing yourselves, folks. Now, I say we get back into the world of Ida's with a quick little recap of all the crazy shit that happened on the previous episode. So, on the previous episode, our heroes began in a clutch situation. Tuna had been backstabbed by none other than Sagrin's twin, Bagrin, and was unconscious, held by him as he dropped a smoke bomb to attempt to escape the Unexpected's wrath. The Unexpected, unexpected is their group name, by the way. <clears throat> anyway, he almost did. Bagrin ran outside of the basement they were in after they broke into uh, that basement to try and steal a precious artifact. And, well, um, it didn't really go exactly as planned as they were attacked by this uh, crazy witch. Either way, as Bagrin was almost leaving... Tuna was at two failed death-saving throws, but managed to succeed on one of them. So that then, our friend Sagrin could reach her, chug a healing potion, 
on on Tuna and manage to revive her. They eventually bring down, thanks to Sindra's help, they bring down uh, Bagrin, Sagrin's twin, twin brother, and they discuss what to do with him. Tuna obviously wanted to kill him instantly, but the group decided that it would um, it would be better if um, if they kept him, if they restrained him, to talk to him and question him. They retreated back to the inn, the forgetful pint in Lusan, and when they did, and when they questioned him, he was under the effect of Zone of Truth spell cast by Zizi, and he told them everything. Somebody messaged him in his head, offering a contract for Tuna's life, but they do not know who it is. He was afraid. He was afraid that he would die if he would not deliver Tuna's body to the place he was supposed to, which was the Obsidian Dragon. Well, our heroes nonetheless left him in the room alone. And just after they close the door, they begin hearing this muffled scream inside. As they open it, Bagrin had his face covered with eyes as he was screaming in pain and eventually passed away. In a similar fashion to Captain Garrett Stone to Ben from Ben's Bag of Bobbles back in Brunswick, and to other people that they have seen in the past. Bagrin was obviously Sagrin's twin brother, and so she was grieving for that moment. Tuna attempted to do something by identifying the nature of the eyes. Although identify can only be kind of cast into an object, it seemed to have an effect into this thing and it took her to this space where she was surrounded by eyes and outside the pattern on her wings expanded in this sort of grayish color outward away from her almost spreading out of the room they were into and something came out forcing themselves against this pattern against this sort of net and as they pushed out this blob of meat came out it looked to be one of the creatures they had faced in the past with multiple eyes, these floating heads with one singular eye and three tentacles uh, with eye stalks above, and it fell down, and as it did, it almost disintegrated and just was just a pile of flesh. A strange occurrence. Yet our heroes had to do something. They had to get rid of the bodies of the people that they murdered the previous day, or actually that the previous morning. So they decided to go to the Tumbling Pebble, where... The goblin Pescarchunos, uh, happily, for a price, would get rid of all the bodies that they made and that they had shoved inside a bag of holding. <laughs> After that, our heroes uh, discussed the plan and, well, since Bagrin had mentioned the Obsidian Dragon, they went exactly in there. As they arrived in the Obsidian Dragon, Tuna felt a pull inside. Something strange, something that told her that she should be there, she should go there. But Zizi was the one going in. After an incredible display of social inability, Azizel managed to ostracize both the owner and the bartender of this place, and then was found by the Baron who was inside, the Baron of Brunswick, the town where they originally where they originally began the campaign. Sitting with him was none other than Richard Dubois, the brother of the Countess of Lusan. They talked. They discussed a few things. Estera accidentally revealed that the Baron's son wanted to play at the Countess's birthday and ruined his surprise. 
but you know, these things happen. Once again, social inability. Um, and after a while, a man, a hooded man with a, a bow that had these sort of dragon wings um, at the edges, with a direwolf, walked in. Arrows knocked in his long bow and pointing at everyone in the room. Trying to find the culprit to whoever killed his son's wife. That was Baron Elspin. Baron Elspin is none other than the owner of the house that they had previously broke in, broken into. And yes, it was the unexpected, the ones who killed <laughs> his son's wife. The direwolf began smelling around the inn, around the sort of restaurant bar place of the Obsidian Dragon, this larger hotel type space. And he smelled around. And he smelled Azizel's table. At the end, the Baron left. No harm coming to anybody in the room. Much thanks to the Count of Mogrand's help, Matthias Orr, who appeased the situation. Hyros then left, or I should say Azizel left the Obsidian Dragon to meet our heroes, and then they finally decided they would stay at the Obsidian Dragon and wait until nightfall so that they can further proceed and elaborate on what they had done. And that's where we're at. You guys were inside of your room that you've bought here at the Obsidian Dragon, and you were waiting for nightfall. And as such, my friends, the stage is yours. Please go ahead. Is it nightfall? Or if you guys want to do anything in the process until nightfall, I will allow it. Otherwise, we can teleport in space and time to nightfall. Can we do like a short rest? You had already done one, but you can do another for sure. Do you guys want to? Uh, in the short rest, we can uh, take a bath and uh, clean our clothes. Easily enough, yeah. yeah. You can do that for sure. Um, you will also notice that in this place there are um, they provide you with um, with a few clothes of, of your own here some kind of like robes that look a little bit better than the shit you're wearing um, except probably for Sagrin's uh, because Sagrin's uh, coat is pretty cool with the jaguar pattern and, and the black uh, and, and the orangish embroideries it's uh, probably looking better than everything else but it does look better than the rags that um, Azizel uh, has wearing uh, on him and probably better than the coat that Syndra somehow has still wrapped around her arm uh, walking around like she is sort of a burn victim or something from um, that should be in the hospital uh, but they are here you guys can take your short rest if you want to heal and uh, you can um, as well um, take a bath and change your clothes or wash your clothes easily enough wash mine. I'm very sentimental about my clothes. Alright. <laughs> I'll take that into account. Hmm. <clears throat> Alright, anything um, anything else you want to accomplish or do we go straight into nightfall? We go? I think, yeah, I mean, I straight think into goes. nightfall. Yeah. Straight into nightfall we go, my friends. So, nightfall arrives in Lusant. The 22nd of Icel, you guys are still inside your room. Um, what is it that you wish to do? 
Let's go to the restaurant. Yeah, I'll I'll hop up on um, on your pocket. Yeah, I'm getting a bit hungry. All right, let's let's go eat. All right. Yeah. So, um, first of all, I'd like to I like to ask: Are there any changes to Syndra's look during this time? Are you making an effort to somehow make it look better than a burn victim? Help guys, help me out. Please suggest how you're going to do this. Uh. So, uh, what were the clothes that the hotel gave us? Are yeah. they like long sleeved? They are long sleeved uh, robes. Okay, so. Do they have really a hood? Good. They do That's not have a hood. For me. Uh, do they have gloves though? They do not have gloves. Well, better than nothing. No, but they can... have pockets, right? You can put yeah. the hands yeah. on the pockets. They would have pockets, I'd say, yeah. Can you cover your bad face <laughs> with your hair? Wow, thank you. <laughs> Could be dangerous, that. But um, she can definitely do her best to cover her face with her hair, yes. I mean, if there's any need, we can, like, cut some side bangs. <laughs> I don't know how if how her hair is, but we can cut, you know, do like a little... Sure, okay. I'll do some prestidigitation and uh, put right. her hair pretty. Okay, then I'll... Let's, let's, let's do this. Uh, I will allow both uh, you and Sagrin to decide how well this look turns out. Uh, dexterity check from Sagrin, intelligence check from, from Tuna using prestidigitation. Let's see how, how good this looks. Roll I! 13. Eight. <laughs> Thirteen and an eight. Um. So I will say it looks all right. I mean, if you move your head too much, they'll probably see the whole black, uh, shadowy uh, situation you have on the left side of your face. But if you don't move your neck, like if you just walk like this, it's probably fine. Okay. All right. Um, so I'll be extra care with that. Gotcha. Well, so Sandra, you... I'm sorry. Uh, you don't look the best, but yeah, as you can see, I'm not really an expert at makeovers. What? You are so pretty. <laughs> Thank you, Tuna. Thank you. Not you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> You see Syndra's hair is there's like uneven bangs. There's like a, a parts that are a, a little bit higher than the others uh, and it mostly covers the eye, but it's a little bit weird. And then the other side is just normal. She just has this on the, the left side and the other side is just normal hair. Um, no bangs whatsoever. Uh, but just you know, in front of her doing this and saying perfection. Yep. That's wow. what I'd say too. Uh, but you guys, uh, walk out of your room into the sort of living space that exists uh, up here. Um, there's a few a few people that you've kind of never seen before, like reading books and talking in here at night. Uh, but you move down, downstairs. Um, the uh, owner oh, and host of the Obsidian Dragon kind of nods your way and gives a look at Azizel. Like a, I'm in the pocket, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gives a look, uh, kind of a look at Azizel. Um, as he remembers uh, him coming here earlier. Um, but he kind of just says, uh, uh, Good evening uh, to you all. Uh, 
Would you please like to enjoy our dinner service? Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. All right. You guys walk into the restaurant once again, uh, the, the restaurant area, and, and you see just, just the warmest, uh, most comfortable uh, place that you've ever eaten in, especially for, for Sagrin, who is uh, definitely uh, not, um, you know, used to these situations. Um, it is, it is uh, warm. Um, it, it has the, all of this sort of very, very... Um, warm mahogany's um in in the furniture and in the in the tables and the chairs and again the place there you see no fireplace nothing but the place is warm and 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 very cozy um and at first glance as you walk in the room you don't spot the baron you don't spot the baron of brunswick um in here uh nor you spot commander pierce um, or, uh, in your case, Zizi, uh, Richard Dubois. Um, so you are f welcome to find a table. It is kind of uh, crowded, but there's at least one or two tables. One more to the corner, one more to the center, uh, that you guys can pick. Which one would you like? Um, I would say, I would say corner, just so that Sindra doesn't have to turn yeah. her head too Got much. it. Got it. All right, you guys. Uh, you guys walk to the corner table. Um, a few people give you kind of a look, uh, especially at Azizel. Um, give him kind of a weird look. Um, but you manage to, to find your way to the corner table, and you guys sit. I assume you guys want um, want food. Food can be arranged for you and brought to you. So if there's anything you want to discuss, go right ahead. Can we hear any conversations going? Uh. All right. Are you listening for anything specific? Uh, regarding the party. Maybe? Okay. Roll a perception check for me, please. Perception. And regarding William as well. Hmm. <clears throat> Twenty-two. All right. Um, you do hear uh, a few conversations. Um, one of them immediately at at your or side at your side. By the way, guys, we are aware that uh, witches is gone. Don't worry. It's just a few seconds. Um, but you listening, you listen in, and about the party, there's a few, um, a few interesting rumors. Uh, the first thing you you pick on uh, related to this is that uh, the Baroness of Flovain uh, was caught drunk yesterday again. Um, the Baroness of Flovain is. Um, you hear again the people call her kind of barbaric. They they treat her as like a. a big alien and it is rumored that she's only bringing ale as a birthday present for the countess um you also uh hear again that uh people people thinking saying the countess is getting old and she has no children um who is going to be the heir who is going to be staying as um the count or countess or countess of lusa when she is gone um the, there's a few nobles that kind of express that concern um, aside from that, there's people commenting on something strange that happened that you can then link to what Azizel told you about the Baron Elspin of Verdine coming in here and threatening people that the wife, the son, his son's wife had been murdered. Um, you also notice something interesting. There is a man staring at you from kind of center in the room. 
Um, and it doesn't seem to be at you specifically, but in your area. And he has like this curious look. He's holding a book. Uh, brown hair kind of up to the shoulders uh, and, and, and green eyes. He's wearing these... Uh, uh, this more uh, sort of loose uh, clothing, some, some robes with whites and blues. Um, and he's kind of uh, looking in your direction. And then you also spot with a 22 that close to your corner, more to your right inside the room, um, there is a hooded figure in a table alone. And they seem to sort of occasionally they look at you and then they hide it again and occasionally they look at you and then they hide it again and they seem to be a little bit nervous I whisper mm -hmm. uh, guys do you see that hooded figure yeah I don't yeah Valtuna I'm saying there's a hooded figure. Um, he's looking at us. Should we go and just talk to him? Or do we stare back? Do we do a staring contest? <laughs> I can stare. I'm good at that. Do, do that thing with the finger to, to for him to come. Yeah, maybe we can um, do that. That's, he's, that's he's, scary. Um, he's kind of nervous. Um... I think maybe the best would just be to show up there, like one of us, and ask what's up. But I can try that, Tuna. Yeah. I'm just not very charismatic, but... Suddenly. Okay, I'll do it. So no, I no. stare at him. Oh, no. <laughs> Make Sindra do that. Sindra? Wait, but, wait, me. But she's yes, like... with, the, with, the, with the good hand. Do it! <laughs> okay, I do it with the good hand. All looking right. at him yeah. and smiling. Alright, wow. <laughs> so, just as you uh, as you do that, um, there's no reaction. The, the person seems to not... Y you see that, uh, Sagarin, especially you, that you were kind of, you know, uh, trying to notice if there was, there was anything. He... Is just kind of staring into his drink and drinking and then eating. Um, as she does that, he doesn't seem to react any, uh, to anything. Um, and just as Sindra turns back to you guys, he kind of gives you a side eye and continues eating. At this moment, you see kind of walking towards you from the middle of the room, the man that was staring at you. Uh, and he begins kind of walking with book in his hand. Um... And he uh, approaches you guys and, say, and, and says, oh, Hello, uh, good evening. Uh, would you mind if I sat with you? Good evening. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> good evening. <laughs> I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> A stranger. I love you so much. <laughs> Listen, she's still griefing okay? She's not okay? <laughs> yes. She's stuttering. Uh, um, yes. He goes, oh. Uh, I'm sorry, maybe I should introduce myself. Uh, my uh, my name is Matthias Orr. I am the Count of Malgrand, and I believe I had a small interaction with your friend here, and I would just like to talk a little bit. Matthias who? Orr. O-R. It's the simplest fucking thing. It's two letters, guys. <laughs> no, not whore, you fucking... 
<laughs> Why do you make it so hard for me? <laughs> He's not Matthias whore. <laughs> or. O-R, dude, okay? Or what? I had to. Okay, all right. See, I never, when I'm writing, this is not problematic in my head. <laughs> but then I get here, and suddenly it is. Um, like Captain Penis? Commander, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Commander Penis and, and Count Whore. Great. Uh, anyway. Um, so, he, he sits down with you guys. And uh, he he talks to you and, and, and begins saying, So, um, if you don't mind me asking, uh, you guys are staying here at the uh, Obsidian Dragon as well? Yeah. All right, curious. Uh, have you have you ever heard of the story of the Obsidian Dragon? No, but well, I bet you will tell us. Actually, I won't. Uh, I, I would ask the proprietor. Uh, his eyes kind of light up every time, he every time he tells it, so I figure not many people ask him about it, but I did. It is important to know the history of places you're staying in. I, it's uh, something I care about deeply. Uh, either way, uh, please, I, I saw you uh, speaking with the Baron of Brunswick, uh, with Baron Edwin. Um, I didn't catch your name, though, and he points to you, Zizi. Uh, my name is Azizo. Alright, and um, are you perhaps all friends? Yeah. Sorta, yeah. All right. Uh, do you do you come from Brunswick? Do you know uh, the Baron in any way? Um, no, well, we just know he's the the Baron. So you're not from Brunswick. We're not yep. originally from Brunswick. We've been there. All right. We do not personally know the Baron. But then why were you at his table? We helped save the city uh, from the Did weird. You? Yeah, and um, he wanted me to meet the Count de Bois. Oh, what an interesting character, is he not? Indeed. Yes, it is, uh, it is sad to see. Oh, but maybe before I sort of continue with my rants, uh, I'm sorry if I'm boring you, but I was just very curious. I would like to know all of your names. Uh, so uh, you, you are Azizel, uh, how about you, little halfling? Not a little. I'm Sagrin. Well, actually, you're right. You're pretty tall for a halfling. I'm sorry, young lady. Thank you. Uh, how about you? Uh... Syndra. Oh, what a beautiful name. Uh, Thank you. Well, uh, uh, I'm sorry that you had to deal with, with Dubois. Uh, he's not exactly the Count, but as things are right now, he might be the Count. It is, it is sad to see the Dubois family once uh, proud and righteous. Um, to have come to th this situation. An airless countess who does a fair job at being a countess. And then her annoying, possibly corrupt little brother. They were once... I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. His name? What do you mean by that? Well, it is only a educated guess of mine that Richard Dubois is not exactly in the best of dealings. The man looks, talks slimy. So, I would not ever enter business with him of any kind. Uh, but, you know, I tend to trust my ability to judge character, and this is the judgments I have made. 
It seems that this family is lost, and it would have been lost long ago if it was not for the youngest of the brothers, or siblings. Lucretia Dubois. She is the Vorder, as you probably already know. Uh, she's the Minister of Justice of our fair kingdom. Uh, she's here, fortunately. She's the only practitioner of the old Dubois art as well. Uh, they, were, they, they were once proud monks, uh, worshippers of an old goddess. Uh, that's been long forgotten by most, but not by me and my books. Uh, it is sad how time passes on and, and old traditions are dropped, uh, even if they were even if they were good ones. Don't you think? What is the name of the old goddess? Oh, uh, the, the name has been perhaps lost to me. Uh, but uh, it is a her symbol. It's what originated the Dubois crest, the scales. She was the goddess of judgment. Obviously, the Dubois changed it a long time ago and added the sword and the shield to show their commitment to the new god, Rauno. But the order is still kept in secret underneath the blind keep, it is said. There's supposed to be an old temple to this goddess. Quite the sacred place. It was once visited from all over. Back in the primordial times of... Back in the primordial times of uh, Herskellen. Do I feel home? <laughs> <laughs> from from what? <laughs> from him. Do I feel anything from him? Uh, strangely, no. You don't. You don't feel anything from him. Okay. <laughs> um, you all just feel though, uh, as this this uh, this man is a strangely compelling man. Um and uh, kind of captures your attention very easily. He seems to be very knowledgeable as well. Um, anyway, is there anything you'd like to add? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what made uh, the Dubois family change ways? Change gods? Uh, that was a long time ago, I'm afraid I don't. Uh, I've only noticed one thing, though. And... This is another thing that sits poorly with me. You see, Herr Skellen, we are devoted to the god Rauno, which I'm sure you are all practitioners of this faith in here. Of course. Surely. Um, but, nevertheless, uh, the Countess's brother, Richard, he does not attend any ceremony, any religious ceremony. He has stopped a long time ago. Once again, it indicates that he is uh, slimy, strange. I, uh, I am sorry I keep insisting on this, but I seem to get a, I seem to find you as good people, half decent at least. Um, and I saw you sitting with him. I would not want you to be dragged into whatever it is he is up to. Well, ah. Uh, and what do you think he's up to? Uh, I wouldn't know, but... He is the only one with a daughter. And there's a throne in the Blind Keep. 
So either this is a plot for something, or maybe... Maybe he's just... Maybe he's clean, and I am overreacting and overthinking. Um, I'm just, once again, going by my own pers personal ability to judge people. I hope that it did not fail me when I judged you. Surely did not. Alright. Well, it was a pleasure meeting such an interesting group here. Um, nice meeting you too. I, once again, uh, it is, I am quite curious as to how you're all in Lusan, if perhaps are you here for the, the birthday, or do you have any affiliation to anyone? We wish to attend the party, but unfortunately we weren't invited. Why would you be in the first place? Any of you um, a noble of sorts? Not exactly. No. Well, then it would be hard to get an invitation. Yeah. Is he invited? Are you Wait. invited? Obviously, I am the count of the neighbor county, so I am most definitely invited. Do you have any extra invitations? I am sorry, Sagrin. Uh, I'm afraid it doesn't work like that. Doesn't hurt to try. What is your line of work, if you don't mind me asking? Me, personally? All of you. Currently, we're just trying to help. There are some mysteries happening. Uh, some People unfortunate missing. passings. Uh, yeah, we're just trying to help around. I have heard from Brenswick, right? Exactly. Hence why I was asking what your affiliation to the Baron was. I thought maybe you had helped with that situation. You look like a someone who can find their way around a fight. That is true. Well, I will definitely advise you on something. Finding your way around a fight will not find your way around Lusan. This place is a tank full of sharks during these times. And it is up to you to swim with them or to swim away from them. Just um, be careful. And thank you for the conversation once again. I hope I didn't bore you with my stories. Not at all. It was a little bit. Uh, excuse me? Nothing. It was, I, I just sneezed. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I hope your allergies um, eventually go away. Thank you. And, by the way, if you are ever interested in work around fighting, and you're perhaps walking around Malgrand, our fair city, look for the scale hunt. There's some monster slaying to do in my county. They multiply way too fast. Well, I'll be seeing you, friends. Farewell, nice. and have a good night. You and too. he Thank moves you. away. Ask for some cheese! I think, Tuna, you can get multiple kinds of cheeses here. It's pretty expensive, so... The cheaper one! Is this not included in the room service? <laughs> I would say no. <laughs> oh. 
Then I shall restrict myself. <laughs> All right. You order some cheese for tuna, the cheaper one, which still looks pretty expensive. Uh, tuna, it is the best cheese you've ever eaten in like the longest time. It is almost like creamy a little bit. It is. It has a little bit of spice, a little bit of kick to it, a little bit of tang, but um, it's it's the best goat cheese you've ever had. Can we bring some when we get out? I don't think so. This... <gasps> yeah. We're oh. not made of gold. Okay. Um, we need to come yeah. back here though. It's a really good cheese. Okay. Maybe one day. <laughs> uh, is there the guy still looking at us? The other guy is no longer at the table. Okay, is he still around the room, or...? You see him sort of, um... You see him get up to the bar and uh, grab a drink, and he's now heading back to his table. Okay. But he seems to be, you know, still there. Who do you think he is? I have no idea. Why don't we go there, though? Could it be William? Okay, we, they cannot see his face? No. Seems to be hiding it very well. You only see a, a beard. Sort of a black beard. Okay. There, that, that isn't uh, William then. William does not have a beard. I think if we all go there, it's too much. Maybe just yeah, one of us should go. needs to go. Go, Sagrin! Me? Not me. <laughs> It's always me. You okay. can go with the fairy. Yeah, we'll both go. I'll get up and I'll go towards this table. As you do, he gets up and begins exiting the room. I'll follow him. He continues and he's leaving. He's going to leave the obsidian dragon. He gets out of the room and is heading towards the exit. And he's kind of like looking back. You see the head turn, but he continues to move. Okay, I'll look back towards Syndra and Zizi and I'll mm. do like... A signal, yeah, get up and like go. not very obvious, but obvious enough so they can actually understand. But okay. I mean, you guys move out as well. Okay. Yeah. We yeah. Right. You guys continue running and and you guys uh, move out, um, or uh, I mean, uh, exit the the restaurant and move out. Sagrin, you're a little bit ahead. He exits the Obsidian Dragon and he's starting to go into the streets. Are you following him? Yeah. All right. Uh, you continue following him. He goes out into the streets. The other two manage to catch up. He's not going at a brisk space. And he turns uh, one of the one of the streets. Are you guys still going? I don't yes. think it's a good idea. All right, you guys continue continue moving uh, after him, um, and you go through a pretty long street um, until uh, at a certain moment he kind of stops. We stop. He turns back to you. He removes his hood. And you see a man with sort of long hair and a big, thick black beard. Seems to be human. And has scales around his eyes. Sort of greenish scales. From behind you, you hear... (laughs) 
and you see another hooded man with a longbow. Arrows knocked as he points them at you. And he says, Son, what do you want us to do? The, the hooded man addresses you. Why? Why did you kill her? It was an accident. An accident? She was torched. She was ashes. And it was an accident. Who Just are you? Talk. Talk. Talk to him. Who are you? We are enough. No one? That is not enough. We're going to die. You've killed my wife. Draw your blades. We fight. And he uh, brings out a rapier. Uh, as his father behind him, you, you see him stretch the, the bow once again. My friends, you're going to have to roll initiative after a full day and spending your spells. Let's run. Can you run? We might run. We might want to run. We, we, we need to run. Run if you can. <laughs> Let's see. Let's see what happens. Um, all right. So, first of all, let me bring you guys to the playing space. Oh my god. What did I just do? Okay, there we go. <clears throat> All right, my friends. Let me bring out some character sheets. It's time that we, my friends, do battle. I'm so excited. Ah! <laughs> I just rolled 19 of the initiative of one of them. Without the bonus. Um, so... Um... Let me, let me check. Alright, guys. So, initiative rolls. We have uh, an 8, a 9, and an 18. So, we have... Uh, then we have Zizi. We have Sagan. And we have Sindra. Alright. So, top of the round, it's the sun's turn. Um, they picked up upon the smell from Azizel. Uh, so... Uh, yes, but the, the the Lucius smelled you when you were inside with the Baron. So you already had a target on your oh. back ever since then. <laughs> um, so he is going to strike at you. Uh, he, You see him as he uh, whips out his, his, this sort of rapier. Um, his hand begins to glow with this strange magic. 
Uh, he's going to use Quicken Spell and cast Hold Person on you, Azizel. I'm gonna need you to make a Wisdom saving throw. You need to beat a 15, if you don't mind. Let me mark the, the things off. <gasps> All right. Uh, with a 20, you you see him clutch for you and, and, and close his fist as magic begins to, um, uh, to swirl around you, this sort of green gas that you almost inhale, and he runs uh, at you, and he's going to also, with his cantrip and with his has action, cast a booming blade on you. He's going to roll an attack against you uh, with his sword... Oh, that is a 21 to hit, which I believe is going to hit. Um, he is going to deal... Uh, so, sick, 12 points... 13 points of damage as he slashes you with this green-looking rapier. Uh, with, like, the tip of the rapier, he just slashes your chest, and now you have surrounding you um, this sort of greenish energy um, around you, but he is a melee with you uh, standing in front. Um, Alright. So that's gonna be his turn. Uh, next up, Tuna. You're up. Okay. I will... I, I think this is possible. I will, with the um, the wand. Mm -hmm. I will fireball ninth level the the wolf and the, the other. Holy shit! <laughs> oh my god! All right, uh, it's a dexterity saving throw. Um, yep. I'm gonna tell you something though. I would like you to read the effects of using all the charges of the wand and read <laughs> read it out loud. <laughs> all good. Read the effects of uh, using all the charges out loud for us, please. Okay, wait. Uh... Wait, I need to put this on the other monitor. Um, okay. Uh, this one has seven charges. While holding it, you can use an action to spend one more. For one charge, you cast the third level version of mm -hmm. the spell. You can increase the spell a lot, slot level by one for each additional charge you expend. Correct. Okay. So I cannot send the uh, ninth can. level, I believe. You can, you can, you can. The thing is, uh, at the end, read the whole text. At the end, if you uh, waste all charges in one cast, read what can happen to the wand. It says right at the end. Oh, uh, the wand crumbled into ashes and it's it's destroyed. If you uh, you have to, to roll a dice, if you if you roll low enough, uh, the wand ah, on a one. Yes. Only on a one. Only on a one. So you're gonna use ninth level fireball. Uh, I will ask you to roll a d20 right now. I don't want it. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> you can do this. If it's a natural one, the one breaks. If not, you get to keep a one of the fireballs. A nine will save it. <laughs> All right. Go ahead and roll damage as you pointing. You come out of uh, Tuna's pocket and pointing at both Sagrin's pocket. Uh, uh, yeah, excuse me. Uh, out of Sagrin's pocket, not your own. That would be weird. Uh, you, <laughs> you point. Uh, you want the fireballs at him. Go ahead and roll the damage. Uh, the DC, I believe, is 15 dex for that. So 
15. Yeah, 15 decks for that. So the Baron uh, fortunately succeeds. However, his puppy might be a different story. <laughs> 45 fire damage. Okay, let me see if the puppy succeeds. What's his bonus? The puppy rolled a 13 plus 2. He also succeeds. But the puppy has not as much hit points. Let's see if he dies. So 45. Both of them are taking uh, half damage of 45, which would be uh, rounded down 20... 22. 22. 22. 22. So 20... <laughs> Uh, please describe how this fireball looks, Tuna. Well, you just see a wand coming out. To, well, my, my hair and the wand coming out of Tuna's pocket. Mm -hmm. Tuna's? Okay. <laughs> no, no, fuck. Sagrin's <laughs> 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 pocket. Yeah. And you see a huge fireball forming into the air right on top of them. Mm -hmm. And. All right. Uh, Tuna points it and. <laughs> This huge fire explosion around this whole place. Let me see. Uh, what is the... It's a 20-foot radius sphere, right? Uh, uh, I, I think so, yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to tell you something. Yeah. Whereabouts are you aiming this? Because there's a chance you might set the whole of Lusan on fire right now, yeah. Tina. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I don't care. Uh, wait, yeah. It's probably... They are in the center of it. They're in the center of it. You're gonna set one of the houses on fire. All right. Um, oh, well. This huge explosion, um, fire all over the place. The house begins to, it obviously catches on fire and one of the walls crumbles down. You hear as the, the wolf falls all covered in fire, but still stands. This this black and white fur now all covered in ash and soot, and uh, the Baron also was on fire. His cape on fire. You die tonight. But he is wounded from that. Uh, anything else you want to do to now? Um. Well, they know where I am, right? They saw they... you inside of her, her pocket. Yeah. Okay. Ah, shit. Um, there's really nothing I can do, I guess. Um, okay. Uh, if the dog tries to attack me, he might attack Sagrin, so I will just fly up. Okay. <laughs> you fly full just movement up. Full movement. Got it. All right. That ends your turn, I believe. All right, next up, it's his turn, uh, the dude's turn, and he is going to... You see the, the bow begins to glow with this green energy, uh, and he is going, as he touches it, he is going to cast Hail of Tor uh, Thorns, and... Um, actually, would he, would he do that? Hmm, he would definitely do that. He's going to cast Hail of Thorns and fire at you. Um, as you see, uh, one of his arrows... <laughs> Um, at second level, uh, flies up towards you, uh, Tuna. Let me see if he hits with the arrow or not first, with the first one. Uh, that is going to be a, uh, so 16 to hit. Tuna? Uh, it, it, it hits, it hits. 16 hits, all right. Uh, you take, so, five, 
Um. Oh my god, I'm really max damage on everything. Why? Uh, Tuna, I'm gonna need you to make a dexterity saving throw to see if you um you succeed in uh you have to beat a excuse me a 16 uh, save DC to see if you can succeed on dodging the um 18. You do. You're gonna take half damage uh, from the um from the uh Yarrow. the halo hail of thorns so you take 19 points of piercing and poison damage and you take five points of uh piercing damage from hail of thorns as the the arrow um hits you hits you in the shoulder and you manage to duck it enough so that all of the brambles and 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 um, all of the, the, the sort of thick uh, spikes that were in the arrow uh, kind of just fling off and the arrow just takes a chunk of your shoulder. He's going to attack again because he has two attacks. Uh, that is going to be a 20 to hit. So that is going to hit. Um, so 20. Um, 20 to hit. So where's the dice? There is. You take... Uh, you take 13 points of uh, piercing damage from the second attack as <laughs> another arrow hits you. He also commands his wolf to move towards um, Sagrin here. The wolf is going to attack Sagrin down on the floor. By the way, you see a little fairy just... <laughs> uh, ooh. Shit. How high up in the air were you? Uh, 30 feet. As you fall down, you take damage. You automatically fail two death saving throws as you crumble out of the sky. Um, so, the dog still moves to attack our, uh, our little halfling here. Um, he mm -hmm. is going to use a bite attack. Uh, so, bite attack, that is going to be, so, uh, 15 to hit. I'm 15, so yeah. So it's going to hit. Um, uh, you take 7 points of, uh, uh, of uh, piercing damage as he <laughs> bites you on the shoulder. I'm gonna need you to make a DC 11 strength saving throw. If you fail, you are prone. Strength? Yeah, strength saving throw. Thrill. 11 is what you need to beat. Okay. Nice. There you go. He man he tries to push you down, but you stand strong with your little halfling legs. Um, all right. Uh, that's going to end the Baron's turn. Uh, Zizel, it's your turn. Tuna is down. Two, de two failed death saving throws. Uh, what are you going to do? Okay, I want to cast... Uh, what's the name of this? Healing Ward... All right. On, um, on Tuna. All right, bonus action. You cast a healing word. At what level are you casting this? First level. Uh, first level. There you go. Tuna, <gasps> you come back to Wait. life at six hit points. Um, fortunately, here from as, as Azizel once again, no, yells at you. <laughs> and um, you see the purple, sort of the moonlight uh, in the sky fades into this purplish magic. And 
um, heals you up. ZZ, anything else you want to do? I want to cast Sacred Flame at the Wolf. Sacred Flame at the Wolf. Dexterity saving throw from him. Natural one, he fails. We'll go ahead and roll the damage. Nice. Five points of damage. <laughs> Radiant purple flame around the wolf as he <laughs> falls to the ground. <laughs> Unconscious or dead, depending on what you guys are looking here. But he is out of commission right now. Um, and you hear the Baron, Lucius, no! All right. Anything else? Nope. Got it. Uh, next up, after ZZ, Sagrin, it is your turn. All right, I'm gonna uh, throw my flaming uh, dagger towards All right. the sun. All right, so first, sleight of hand check to see if you unlock underhanded strike. With advantage, you have to beat a 15 to see if you can uh, unlock underhanded. And you can't, because it's night. Oh my god. Sleight of hand with advantage. You beat it, um, fortunately. So now you have underhanded strike unlocked um, from your uh, cloak. Uh, this means your cloak is going to some sort, somehow mimic uh, your attacks, which is a pretty good thing from this uh, not totally not broken item that I did that I made yeah. um, So all right, so now you're gonna roll first attack flame tongue you're gonna use uh, I don't I don't remember if you need a bonus action to yeah You need a bonus action to light it on fire. So you only yes. get one attack right now yes. uh, Go ahead and roll uh, for the attack on uh, oh. the Sun I say burn and the dagger <laughs> <laughs> Okay <laughs> Which is my my word. Your word uh, is burn. Got it. Yes. Uh, and I'm gonna roll with advantage, right? Um, not with advantage here, no. 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 Okay. Normal roll. Normal roll. Seventeen. Uh, all right. Let me see if a seventeen hits. Sorry, I I, I forgot the stat sheet. Um, hmm. Seventeen actually hits. Yes. You can go ahead and roll damage, and sneak attack is going to apply here as well. Uh, and then you roll another attack for underhanded strike after we're done with right, this right. one. Holy fuck. Nice. numbers. So 22 uh, out of this one. Uh, give me a second. Okay, and now uh, go ahead and roll another attack for underhanded strike. Alright, so another hit. Correct. That also hits. Nice. Go ahead and roll damage. damage. Yeah. Uh, I... I rolled, but it didn't show. Let me do it again. All right, that's gonna be six plus three, so a total of nine uh, points of, of damage. No, the sneak attack doesn't count uh, on this one. All right, so you see Sagrin as she, once again, you've seen her many times throw her dagger. As the dagger is thrown from underneath her the sleeve on her jacket, you see another one just like it, um, exit her, her sleeve as <laughs> two strikes with the flame tongue dagger hit um, uh, the, the Baron's son, uh, and you've hurt him pretty badly, uh, actually. Um, and then they vanish into smoke, and you feel the dagger once again um, appear in your pocket. All right, anything else you want to do, Saghan? Into anything else? Uh... Yeah. All right. No. Uh, you I'll stay here. Yeah. You want to use your reaction to cry? Can also. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, anyway. no. I'm brave. <laughs> I'm brave this time. 
Anyway, Syndra, it is finally your turn. What do you wish to do? I'll cast uh, Shadow Blade. All right, bonus action Shadow Blade uh, appears on Syndra's hand. And I will throw it at the, the sun. Throw it at the sun, go ahead, roll the attack. Um, just for the people listening, this is not sun as in the burning star, it is as in the son of the Baron. Um, just let me deal damage. Uh, you, you can just roll a d20 and we'll add your spell attack then. Just roll a d20 here on, um, on roll 20 and we can add a, we can add your spell attack modifier. Which is plus nine. Yep. So nine plus seven, uh, just hits. Go ahead and roll damage for, uh, your, uh, shadow blade. She also has the stronger together. Yeah, it would have hit, yeah. All right, four points of psychic damage as you throw this uh, uh, black blade all made of shadow. It travels through the air and hits the the, the Baron's son in the chest for a total amount of four whopping points of damage. Anything else you want to do? Uh, I am a Got it. Alrighty. Um, very well. Uh, okay. <sighs> Top of the round. It is his turn. The Baron's son is going to move to the side of Azizel. Hmm. <clears throat> Let me do some calculations here. All right. Uh, tell me something. Yeah. On a short rest, uh, can wizards prepare? No. Things? No, no. only on long rest. On okay. a long rest, yeah. Uh, so uh, the Baron's son, you see him sort of... Um, he, he kind of holds his throat with his hand. You see green scales on his hand. And as he does, his mouth begins to sort of emanate this green gas as he breathes uh, this poisonous gas um, towards you. I'm going to need both Azizel and uh, Sagrin to make dexterity saving throws for me, please. Um, not, not me? Not you. You're not in the 15-foot cone. Only them. Twenty. Eight. All right, so... <clears throat> One second. Yes, all right, exactly. You are going to take... Um, Zizi, you take 10 points of poison damage as um, this uh, this poisonous gas uh, hits you. And Sagrin, you take five points of poison damage. Um, Am I not resistant to poison because of the shield? Then you are. You take five as well. Well spotted. All right. So you, you resist. You take five points of poison damage as well as he breathes it on you and... Uh, <sighs> 
and it looks desperate um, at you. You see his eyes red with rage, um, and sort of, you can see the hint of, a, of tears forming uh, in his eyes. That it appears to be that this man has lost the will to live. Um, all right. <laughs> Next up, it's Tuna. Uh, okay, uh, you guys take care of that one. I will hide. Oh, my cat just meowed. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can I, um, can I hide on one of these houses? You can uh, no, not inside the house, but yes, uh, like in the yes. corner. A hundred percent. You can fly okay. towards the corner of one of those houses, and you can uh, you can hide in there. Yeah. Okay. I see there's some fences there. Uh, yeah. I will look above the fence, mm -hmm. and I'll say. I'm sorry, and I'll cast lightning bolt on the father. Okay, that house is already torn up, so I don't the, care. The, yeah, the house is on fire, and uh, at the, <laughs> all right, we'll we'll resolve what's happening with the house in a little bit. Um, go ahead and roll the damage. He needs to make a dexterity saving throw. He fails with a three. With a a, a roll of three. Thirty-three. My god. Okay, uh, Tuna, I'm gonna wow. ask you this. It's a lightning bolt, it's pretty hard to control. Is your intention to kill the man? Yes. Alright. You hear the sound of lightning behind you, hidden away from the street, um, and you begin smelling ozone as lightning bolt is fired at him and you just see him as he is electrified and his skin turns black as smoke comes out of it and his eyes explode in blood and he falls down on the ground it is at this moment that from inside the house you hear the screams of children as the house has fallen down into one of their one of their bedrooms one of their homes you hear the screams of children, you hear the screams of mothers asking for help. I don't know what it is you're doing, unexpected. But I don't think you're the good guys here. Next up, after Tuna's turn, it is the guy. You hit him with the intention to kill. He is dead. Azizel, it's your turn. Um, well, um, I want to cast Sacred Flames at the Sun. Sacred Flame at the Sun, all right. He succeeds in the saving throw. The flames with natural 17 and the flames um, whiff around him, above him as he yells, Father, no. And you see the desperation as tears now begin pouring um, down his eyes. Sagrin, unless Zizi wants to do something else, it is Sagrin's turn. Zizi, do you want to move? Or are you staying? I'm staying. All right. Sagrin, it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to move here. Mm hmm. I'm going to say, I'm so sorry. Things are going this way. <laughs> Life can be pretty tough. And I throw my dagger. <laughs> Roll an attack? Oh god. 
A 12, a 12. Whew, okay. misses on the first one. Roll your underhanded strike, though. Okay. 20. 20 hits. This will not proc sneak attack yet, <clears throat> the underhanded strike attack. Uh, but you can still bonus action throw a regular dagger if that's the case. So 5 plus 6 uh, damage here. Um, holy fuck. All right, you throw you throw your dagger, it misses, but then unexpectedly as he dodges away from your dagger, he gets hit in the clavicle by your underhanded strike as they both the daggers vanish. You still have a bonus action attack with your regular dagger. He's yes. looking hurt, bleeding out of his mouth uh, at this point as it kind of clogs up in his beard. Go ahead and roll for the other attack. 17. 17 hits. Go ahead and roll for damage. It's go only going to be the dice damage, not the modifier on this one. Allow me to check. All right. Give me a second. You throw, uh, throw your second dagger and you stick him with it, but fortunately he's still alive. I'm going to say, because of the way underhanded strike works, um, it has to be sort of your main attack. We're not going to roll underhanded strike for this one. He is yep. at two hit points. Okay. Barely alive. Syndra, it's your turn. As he now looks at you. <sighs> Guys, kill. Or no kill. Your decision, your call. Hello. Like it. Um. Well, uh, uh, the You. It's gonna be Shadowblade again. Yeah. That hits. Please, Syndra. He is at two hit points. There's no way you roll low enough. How are you killing him? How are you killing him? Um, I'll just throw the dagger at him. Any specific part? No. Alright. Syndra, as he stares at her, throws a shadowy dagger as it hits him in the head and you see the shadows consume his face as black, blackened veins show. He coughs up more blood and falls in the ground. And you see this pale blue flame rise up as he dies and rest and the body is burning with a sl slight pale blue flame. You hear the yelling from the, the house away from you. Azizel. Let's run. <laughs> it is easy enough for you to spot. You see a mother with a child with her, her face half crushed from a boulder in the other in the in the building the mother crying and staring at you <laughs> what have you done who are you are you guys running you can try are you doing to anything to help or what do you want to do wait the the kid has the face yeah it's sort of smashed. crushed yeah Half Wait, of, he's still alive? 
You don't know. I want to check if he's still alive. Are you want to run to them? We should run. We should run. Are you but running they, to they them or running us. away? Azizel, your decision. Oh god. This is just, a defining I, I just... moment. I'll go to them. All right, you, you guys run, can hide. You guys you can run go. Fast. I'll stay behind. You run fast at them. We'll deal with what you guys are doing in a in a second, if you don't mind. You run fast at at them. Um, the the child has the the left side of of, of her face crushed completely, um, but it is somehow at the brink of death. Azizel, whether this child, this child is saved or not, it is up to you. I want to heal, like, the most I can. Alright, you're gonna throw out, uh, which spell? Cure Wounds? Uh... Yeah. Alright, go ahead and roll for the healing. Level 2. Alright, 17, 17 healing. You see the, the, the bone on, on its face. <laughs> By this sort of strange purple energy, it begins to pick up pieces from around the floor of skull, of bone, and reconstructing them in its face. As the child breathes again, the mother goes, oh, oh, Jen, and grabs her and looks at you in panic. Do you say anything? I'll just say run to safety and then I'll just run. All right, you guys, while he's doing that, are you guys running as well? Uh, are you running yes. or are you waiting for him? Uh, I'm waiting for him. We're gonna wait. Uh, can I check how the wind is right now? Sure. Uh, roll perception check for me. Alright, perception. In the middle of this, Sagrin. <laughs> uh, you can tell um, the wind is blowing at a... So, at an... West, no, eastern direction to the right side towards the other houses. And uh, how strong is it? It is pretty weak wind. It, 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 you Wait. see the, okay. yeah, you see the the um, the the flames kind of lick against the trees next to it, but it's not caught fire yet. It could soon. Okay, I'm gonna open up the ever smoking bottle. Okay. Right, so that smoke starts. Got spreading it. and we can actually run away um, sneakily. Yeah, anything else? Uh, and we wait, right? Uh, meanwhile, I, I say to, to Syndra, that's the body. It's gonna give you power, probably. I don't know. Maybe. You killed okay. him. You're touching okay. the body? I, I touched the body. Alright, as you touch the body... With the <sighs> The flame covers your hand and covers your face. <sighs> You feel an intense searing pain as your arm grows darker and it goes up to your neck. Your the left side of your face now covered completely in black. <laughs> well, <laughs> the after effects of this we will have to see after. Um well, what did you see here? Uh anyway, smoke whoosh, fills the space whoosh, and and then um, you guys, Azizel, you see the smoke, you know the, the direction they're running. You begin running into the smoke as you hear, um, footsteps of, of, of maybe armored people, of guards, but you begin running. They're fortunately going, coming from the other direction, but you begin running across town. Uh, I'm gonna ask you this, guys. 
you're trying to move to avoid uh, attention from everyone here. I'm gonna have you guys roll stealth checks. Uh, Sagrin, you still roll at advantage. You, Azizel, will not roll at advantage because this is not about moving uh, silently. This is about how you move through the streets. So everybody roll stealth checks for me, please. Can you play? Nice. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, 25, a 13, a 9, and a 22. That's pretty good overall. You guys managed to run across town. Where are you headed? Where are you running? Should we go uh, to the inn? To, to the uh, Obsidian Dragon? Like, nothing happened? Or we're yes, just, um, yes, let's yes, go. Yeah, go. By, yeah. Just, yeah. I, I hop up on the, on the pocket. All right. You guys, you guys immediately uh, dart back around the other street to go towards the Obsidian, Obsidian Dragon. Yes? Uh, so I have the the bottle open. Yeah. Uh, does like the smoke, uh, visually follow us? Oh, if you, I thought you were putting it down. If you don't put it down, the smoke will follow you. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, I'll let it, I'll let it be. <laughs> okay. uh, where the fight happens. Yeah. Okay. Just to make everything clear, nothing bad happens, so <laughs> yeah, they yeah. can actually follow us. As you uh, come running around, you kind of stop at the street of the Obsidian Dragon as you see people exiting to see what happened. They heard the explosions uh, from the ninth level fireball and the, the lightning bolt. Uh, I'm going to have all of the group roll for a deception check to look oh uh, not nervous. Tuna, you don't, you don't have to. You can. Oh, okay, Tuna yeah. doesn't have to roll it because she's inside of, of yeah. uh, Sagarin's pocket. 23. All right. 13. All right, 14 good. Plus the guidance, 30. Azizel. Roll the d4 for your guidance. <laughs> 14. Okay, fortunately, 23 is pretty high and is raising up your averages. Uh, you guys managed to sort of move fast and you join the group of people that is now exiting the Obsidian Dragon. You see the count, you see all of the nobles exiting, um, exiting this place. Um, as well as even the the owner of it, um, bringing us out of combat. What do you guys do? Uh, I'll just look around. Be like, what is happening? What was that noise? <laughs> okay. Oh Trying to you know blend in. Uh. <laughs> okay. What about my face? Help. Can I take a closer look at her face? Yeah, you see that the left side of her face is now completely black and she is missing hair uh, up up her, her uh, sort of her head on the left side. She's hair has fallen out and it is now covered in black and in darkness. I don't think a makeover will work the next time. We might need a week or something. Um, do you feel anything else? Do you feel stronger? Do you feel... How do you feel? Not how yet. Do I feel? Okay. No. You feel normal. At all. You still feel in control? I guess so. Alright. What Wait. are we doing, guys? We're killing people. Don't talk here, okay? Exactly! No. What the fuck? No. We're in the middle of everyone! <laughs> I'm rolling the What happened? What uh, was that explosion? 
Is everyone safe? Uh, the the count rushes towards you. Are you are you all right? I heard I heard this explosion. Uh, we heard it as well. I I don't know what happened. Well, I'm I'm following everybody to know uh, what this was. If if anything of the sort is happening during the celebrations of the countess's birthday, this does not bode well. It is not a good sign. And he begins running um, towards the occurrence, the sound of the explosion, along with everyone else. Are you guys joining? Well, uh, we, we should we should blend in until everything yeah. uh, calms yeah. down, and then we go sleep. With yeah, everyone. but maybe from afar, not front row seats. <laughs> yeah, All right. we just go but check. Right. Yeah. So you guys yeah. begin to blend in, and as you do. You blend in and you're walking through uh, the corners of the street and into this alleyway. Um, and you see the Count was like rushing ahead of you guys. Um, and and just as that happens, uh, you feel this, uh, Azizel, you feel this big hand grab you in the shoulder and pull you in an alleyway. As you, Sagarin, also feel a hand on your shoulder and pull you in. Uh, Sindra, you see your friends kind of be pulled into an alleyway. And as you look, you see... The count in that alleyway, and and you see um, another man. Azizel, you had seen this man. Uh, uh, you had seen this man before. He was uh, accompanying um, the count uh, last time that you that you uh, that you saw him. Uh, he was uh, this uh, short black hair, brown eyes, very very tall, uh, very well taken care of beard, kind of short, uh, tall, muscular, thick arms, and the the big the, the tummy uh, that's starting to show. The body is just full of scars because he just wears these furs, these shoulder pads, and a waist cloth. And he has a giant fucking great axe. And he pushes you guys against the wall as the Count goes. Does he squash me? No, fortunately. <laughs> as the Count goes... So... Isn't it curious that you left in a rush following someone, and then an enormous explosion happens in the middle of the city? of Lusan, and now you are rushing towards it as you were coming out of the street. Care to explain what happened? I don't know what you're talking about. Roll, I ate? Roll, roll deception check for me. Okay. Deception. <gasps> 16. Let me roll myself. I thought you were good. You're gonna have to do a little bit better than that. What exactly happened? I don't know what happened. Lord Willingstone, you see the man turns to you and grabs you. He's gonna go grab you by the neck. Uh, what's your AC? 15. Alright, a natural 18 is going to hit. As he... Grabs your neck and pushes you against the wall. This giant hand. And brings his axe down on your forehead. I am usually a nice person. I only wish to make conversation with you, and I don't like being wrong when I'm judging people. Care to explain what happened, or do you want to receive your punishment at the hands of Mr. Willingstone here? Well... He's right now, he's talking to all of you as Sagrin cannot speak. Yeah, exactly. but he's Matthias, right? This is Matthias, yeah. 
Okay. Can I cast Command to the guy to release the neck? You sure can. Uh, you you see ZZ focus. What's your command word? How do you speak it? Release. As your eyes begin to glow and you speak release, <laughs> something hits your neck. You are counterspelled. As Matthias raises his hand. I'm afraid that being aggressive towards us right now, Azizel, is not the best course of action. I am still on your side. I only want to understand what happened. And who the fuck are you? I start, like, pointing towards my neck. Um, Matthias looks... Uh, yes, Indra, I'm sorry? Uh, can, can you release her first, please? And Matthias looks at Sagarin and nods at Mr. Willingstone as he loosens up the, the 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 grasp you had on your neck and you are able to speak uh, uh, yeah um should hit the fen um yeah the attack that's first the attack this uh <clears throat> things didn't go well who attacked you i don't know some dude with the wolf baron elspin I don't know. Was he it you that murdered the wife of his son? Be truthful. Yes. Yeah. Accidentally. How do you murder someone accidentally? Okay. I'm gonna be completely honest. Shit hit the fan that one time as well. We, we entered the house his house to try and steal something we didn't steal it okay but uh yeah uh, some creature apparently the wife showed up and she started attacking us we just wanted to leave the place quietly but she attacked us and we had to survive we were kind of trapped so the wife was there at his house and attacked you as you were breaking into her house Yes. Things are not looking good for you. Yes. <laughs> and my brother died. And a tear starts falling in my eye. Dropping from my And eye. you expect to grieve your brother's death by murdering others? Uh, no, it was no, an accident. They they were tr they just attacked us. We were trying to So you survive? have you have killed the Baron and his son? They attacked first. They lured those. Do you realize that you don't always have to kill people when you fight them? Yes. We do. I do that. We tried. Who is talking? <laughs> um, my tummy. Please, no more. Shenanigans. Who is talking? Tuna. Tuna. Okay. It's me. <sighs> Hi. Hello. I'm sorry. Your name? I'm really sorry. I cannot. I cannot. I, it's my powers. I cannot control them. They are too powerful. I am too powerful. I don't know. I didn't mean. I'm sorry. I'm Tuna.
both the Baron and his son were good men. And you were wrong to have killed them. You know. The wife, however, was not a good woman. What do you mean by that? The wife was, according to what I know, from a long line of witches that had been around Verdine for a while. I do not know her personally, but her family has cursed many of the barons in Verdine. Much to the Countess's ignorance as she refused to look. Now give me one or maybe two good reasons as to why I shouldn't deliver you for judgment here in Lusami. Can I ask you something? Ask away. We We noticed that the Baron's son had some scales over his face. Do you think that... uh, I mean, what do you know about the curses of the witches? Yeah. What makes you think I would share anything with murderers? Please. Please. Two good reasons to keep you alive and to not turn you in. We panicked. We just want to help. You want to help who? The people. What people? Everyone, people that are disappearing. Yeah. Isn't that in Brunswick? Why are you here? There were people disappearing in Lausanne as well. From we know. From what we know. Children. And then, and then, and then women, and then warriors. And we're trying to, we, we are just trying to solve everything, but everyone is getting in our way, and we kill people accidentally, and we're just trying to, we're just trying to help. We think it's connected to and towards here, basically. Yeah. So we followed the Baron to, 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 to Lusant, to, so we can, shut the fuck, uh, so we can, <laughs> so we can, we can help, and, and, and find whatever is going on and everything is against us we don't know anyone else want to contribute have you ever seen a body that with eyes many eyes on it looking straight at you no do I still do I still have the eye on me? It's in the one of the bags of holding. Okay. Look, what happened in Brenzik? In Bren, what happened in Brenzik were was bad. There was a lot of killing. There was a lot of bodies with strange eyes, and we followed the clues, and we end up on a cave full of ritual markings, and furthermore, we followed the clues here. We think it's related to the Dubois, and I can show you something, and then I retrieve the eye. This is 
what every dead body has all over them. Thanks, brother. Has it. Humans, kobolds, Here. every creature has been yeah. killed because someone, we don't know what, uh, is doing something really bad to people and we're just trying to figure out everything. As as you grab the eye and you show it to the Count, you see him reel back a little bit and you see uh, the man with him look at it in disgust as well. But you see the eye focused, dead focused on Sagrin. Sagrin, you can't, you can't look away from it. And in the crowd passing away from the alleyway, you see your brother. Expression frozen in shock, eyes in his cheeks, his forehead staring at you behind this eye as it is looking at you. Sissy, hide it. Back. Do I notice her? Yeah. Being okay. Yeah. Then I put it back. All right. Sagrin, you you feel watched. Not by the people here. You feel watched by something. You feel you feel the people back where you're from. You feel the, the people looking at you and your brother as you were dirtied walking around the street. You have that same feeling of, of being judged, of being anxiety-inducing. You're not able to formulate speech even at the slightest. As you begin to shake, Count Matthias goes, Is Sagrin alright? Sagrin! I think she saw something in the eye. Sagrin! As Tuna walks up in front of you and, and kind of breaks your sight away, you you can breathe again and you look at Tuna, you see Tuna and, and you, see the, you see the fairy and it breaks you away from that strange trance. Are you okay? What did you see? I saw Bagrin. But he said. And I saw his body with the eyes, and I felt watched and unwanted and rejected. Were you afraid? I would say yes. Um, it's like every single fear I have in my mind took over me. And I couldn't control anything. Okay, I, I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I need to say this. I think the eye has uh, that spell, the eye of the many, that frightens people. Maybe. So, whenever you look at it directly, you get free. The Count goes, well, ah. Uh. If you don't mind me interjecting your little conversation, I am still addressing the fact that all of you here are murderers. 
Was there anything anyone else hurt during whatever it is you did to the Baron and his son? Uh, accidentally, one of the houses uh, were destroyed, but I healed the, the child that got injured, and they managed to get away, hopefully. Very well. You believe that the Dubois are responsible for whatever is happening to the city of Brunswick and to the people that were missing here. If I am to believe that people were missing, then from this day on, you answer to me. Anything you find about the Dubois, you tell me first and no one else. And can you give us information as well? Don't think this is a two-way deal. You are well, murderers. You are murderers and I will not have you speak to me in such challenging tones. Listen and listen carefully. If anyone asks, you have no affiliation with me whatsoever. I don't know you. I have only spoken to you once or twice. Only because Zizi here was next to the Baron. Other than that, we did not speak at all. Understood? Understood. But Anything I... you find, you know where I'm staying, and you will tell me. Can I ask you something? What? This situation started because we tried to get the tooth to get in the birthday of the Countess. And the dead bodies of both the Count and his son were also a consequence of that. So all we're trying to do is to get access to the Blind Keep to further investigate. If you want access to the Blind Keep, Azizel, you will have to find it by yourself. It is not my duty to do so. It is now my duty only, since I have given you my word to not call the authorities on this, on this band of murderers that I see in front of me. If I hear of one, one more innocent life taken, one more good man, I will not take you to the authorities here, no. Both Mr. Willingstone and I are going to grab the four of you and bring you to Maugrand to my city, where I rule, and where punishment is slightly more severe. Understood? Yes. Yes. Good. Now excuse me while I go pretend that I have not, that I do not know that my friend Baron Elspin is dead and mourn his death. And he walks away. Willingstone drops you, Sagrin. And he turns to you and says, It is important that all of you here know. There is a likelihood that 
whatever deaths happen here are going to be either covered or the story is going to be changed because the Countess's birthday is about to begin or about to be. It would be wise of you to not mess with the issue anymore. Okay. And he um, moves back out into the streets uh, to follow the crowd. What do you guys do? Should we, should we go back to sleep? Fine. Yeah. Yeah. I need to sleep. All right. You guys head away from the crowd. Um, as you as you move to sleep, you see the smoke and the the light of the fire that was lit up uh, on that building. Uh, kind of um, move up and and flick up into the sky. Uh, you head towards the Obsidian Dragon. Uh, and you find your way to your rooms. Is there anything you're doing, or are you going straight to bed? Um. Should we look for William? Now? I think we're straight we'll to bed, and we, we see if we can see him tomorrow. Yeah, I think that's the best because the city is in chaos right now due to us. Yeah. Okay. We can also try to check on the the guy who runs this place to ask more about the history. Uh, he is there. Uh, he kind of only went out of of the Obsidian Dragon to look at what it is, but he's not going to leave the place unattended because there's a lot of money in there. Um so he is back in. Um, in fact, as you guys walk in, uh, he goes, uh, Excuse me, if, if you don't mind me asking, uh, what was happening outside? We don't know. Chaos. Yeah, I think Fire someone was killed. killed. Yeah. Alright, I, I, I saw you follow uh, a gentleman outside, uh, uh, and I was, was worried that uh, perhaps um, something had happened. Uh, gentleman that had come here in previous times is the Baron Elspin's son. Well, uh, is there... Uh, are you alright? Were you caught in the... wherever this happened? No, we're just caught in the surprise. Uh, kind of shaken, to be honest. Alright. Uh, it was uh, such a big explosion. Um, is there anything I can do for you? I don't think so. Alright. Um, then perhaps uh, I will continue my work. Uh, have a good night. And he, you have see him night. go back to, to his papers. You guys climbing up? Alright. You all find your way to bed. Anything... Well, we can get the tooth, though. <laughs> the house is empty we can get the tooth yeah well. yeah that wouldn't be suspicious at all at all <laughs> anything else you guys wish to talk about while you sleep uh, no. what's the plan now where what are we gonna do tomorrow try to find William was that it try to get invitations 
We're not going to get in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, most likely not. We can... But hey, there's one invisibility, right? I guess, but that's not... I don't think that's worth it, or... I don't think that's going to work. We can, um... We can try to talk to the... To one of the Dubois if we find them on the street. It's a pretty big town. And I doubt they will address us. And also, with everything that happened now, uh, we have to be careful with what we ask and who we talk to, because we might lift up some suspicions. We have to be careful. We killed some important people. Well... I guess we're screwed. Pretty much. Let's sleep for now, then. Yeah. Alright, you all go to sleep. <sighs> I gotta say, man. Shitstorm after shitstorm. Um, anyway. <laughs> it's, good, it's good practice for me, guys. Don't worry, I'm not mad. Um, <clears throat> I didn't like those NPCs at all. Uh, sure. So... <laughs> anyway. You all go back to your sleepies. And... You manage to find restful sleep. Well, two of you find restful sleep. <clears throat> One second. Syndra. Okay. You go to sleep nervously, fearing what you might find in your nightmares. You... You see the darkness of unconsciousness sort of moving you around. You feel light. And then... <laughs> a face right up against your field of vision. The Baron's son that you murdered. Eyes in despair, tears coming down his face as blood fills up his mouth and begins to slowly trickle down his chin. And you see, as each drop falls, the echoes of these, these blood drops begin to form a lake. The landscape changes again <sighs> around you as the same jagged and gray uh, mountains come out in front of you, away from you, miles away, but so tall, the smoke and shadow in the sky. And that one creature, gargantuan in size, impossibly large, but sort of squatting in front of you. Long, slender legs and arms, slender fingers, and the skull of a goat, all black with shadow, with four pale eyes, two on each side, pale blue with flame. The flame you now recognize to be the one that you carry with you. 
the creature once again brings its head closer to you, to your sort of first-person view. And points at the lake. Once more. What do you do, Syndra? I go to the lake. A very familiar sensation. You approach from the lake and once more, or approach the lake and, and once more from it rising almost in, in this sort of godly fashion, you see the, the body of your father, not wet from the water which he was underneath. You see the light blonde long hair, a pale right eye and purple left exactly the opposite of you. And this time, he walks forward, and he addresses you. Cinda, have you an answer to my question? Why do you want power? Why do you need it? This Trident one's dead. I forgot the floor. You can ask, it's fine. Um, comes into my way, kinda. Alright. As you say that, your father, from an in sort of strong intent, this powerful vision, um, th this gaze that is overwhelmingly intimidating to you, you see it turn to disappointment again. As he says, Once again, the answer is wrong, Cinder. How many will you murder until you lose control? Come back with the right answer. And he grabs your face and shoves it underwater again. Syndra, if you had a creature, something, some shape that you would fear immensely, not now because you don't fear anything, but if you had something that you feared greatly, what would it be? Spiders. What? Spiders. Spiders. All right. Azizel, you wake up to the convulsing body of Syndra. She jumps on her bed, unable to control her own movement as coming from her, from her right arm, you see this creature begin to crawl out, shadow shooting and flying across the room. You all wake up as you see two legs come out of her arm, pain in your body, Syndra, as you wake up and you see this spider made of shadow walk into the room. And looking around. And it's looking at you, Syndra. How big is it? It is about your size, Sagrin. Hmm. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> 
It is just looking at you, Syndra. I look back at it. Sorry, contest. Do something. Talk to it. Am I still sleeping? You're no. all you are. No, no, <laughs> this is me talking. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, like, I rub my eyes. I'm like, is this a dream? Or is this no, a dream? What the heck? No, I'm, I'm here. What the fuck? That's why it's bigger than me. <laughs> yeah, it is. You see its little sort of uh, fangs um, move as, as it just looks at you. It is. It is made of shadow, bony, and it has these, like, pale blue eight eyes covering uh, its head. Spikes coming out of each leg, and it just sits waiting for you to say something. Are you a pet? It moves closer towards you. Which one? To you, Syndra. Oh, fuck. Pet it. I, I don't want to pet it. Why not? Pet it. No, but it's looking at you, not me. I don't want to pet it. Sindra. Sindra. I command her to, to stay. You command her to stay and she stays. She doesn't move anymore. And your arm... You feel the muscles tense on your right arm again, but you have no muscles there, but you feel it out of your control as you see the left side of Syndra's face turn into this burning pale blue flame, and it points the hand at Sagrin, and you see the spider <laughs> jumps at, at Sagrin, just as you, Syndra, in your head, manage to regain control and call it off. And the, the shadow... <laughs> Hits you, Sagrin, but the spider vanishes. I just... I fall down to the floor, and yeah, I'm just in complete shock. Did you try to kill Sandra, Sagrin again? Not really, I told her to stop. But, but I, she attacked I, I it first. Can I, I will tell her that I will tell them what happened on the dream. You guys are now informed. So, I, I think I'm kind of losing control. You think? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I I just wanted to steal stuff. I my brother died. I almost died multiple times now. I am a bit richer, but am I happier? No. <laughs> No, there's like a giant Sagrin. spider that tried to kill me. Sagrin, I fell unconscious multiple times and you don't see me bitching about it. But your brother didn't die. No, but I have no family here. I don't know where my family is. The only family I have is you. Hey. You wouldn't understand. Shut. <laughs> you're trying to kill her, so you're not my family. I'm not trying to anything. I'm losing control. That's different. Well, and it's not me who's trying control. to kill her. I don't know if or you're lying. you. So, you say that your father asked you something in your dream? Yeah. Why do I want the power? And you keep failing at your answer. Yeah. Uh, second time I failed. What did you Maybe say? Maybe because you want to kill him. 
Do I? Maybe? You want power to kill your father. Can you summon a spider now? I don't know how to. My friends, again? my friends, I will interject here. You have all leveled up to six during this long Yay. rest. Oh. What you have just seen is the Hound of Ill Omen, an ability of shadow magic sorcerers. I asked her what is it that she would fear the most. She said spiders, so the Hound will take the form of a spider, what? even though it's, it is still going to act on another stat sheet. The Hound of Ill Omen coming from her, her magic is a spider now. You did this, which I'm sorry. Why? <laughs> I don't want the pet spider. Oh, come on. Ken. You're a spider woman now. <laughs> anyway, if there's anything else you wish uh, to continue discussing while during the night or you can you can go back to sleep as however you would prefer. This was a nightmare. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> all right. I'm going back to sleep. You all go I'm back tired. to sleep. And just as you begin to fall asleep, Sagrin, the words echo in your head. This was a nightmare. This was a nightmare. This was a nightmare. Whispers surround you. And then... Whoosh, your brother. Covered in ice. In the middle of the blackness. And it is just there. It is just staring. And you feel watched again. You feel yourself sweating, but you know you're asleep. There's just... There's so many people watching. At the same time. But there's no one around. What are the voices that now talk to you? The visions that you see? What are these visions of horror? What do you do? Bagrin? No answer. I cover myself, like, cover my head with mm -hmm. my cloak so I don't feel as watched. Alright. As you do that and you look down doing that, you see Bagrin looking at you from the ground just miles, not miles but a few feet away from you just looking at you as if the ground was this transparent surface of blackness you see him there and Wherever you turn your eyes, you see him there. He's always at your center vision. You can't shake it, and it, the anxiety keeps piling and piling. People are dying. What, what would he say? What would your brother say if he knew what you were doing? What would your parents say? What would the people back in the hills say about you? There's just so much pressure. And then... One small little bit of sort of bluish glow begins to fall 
in front of your field of vision. And you see it bloom into this beautiful glowing blue flower with purple edges. What do you do? Uh, can I pick up the flower? You grab it out of the air. What do you do with it? I smelled it. As you do, your whole vision changes from the blackness, from the eyes, and it... It's whimsical, it's beautiful, it's trees of all colors, flowers of purples, of blues, of reds. And you feel more at ease. You feel like you have something that you should work towards, something that you could protect. This world of dreams. And (gasps) you wake up with Tuna next to you. Bob snuggling up against you as well. Holy shit. All right. Do you go back to sleep? Yeah. Very well, my friends, you have leveled up. We will address all of the levels level ups uh, a little bit later. For now, let us continue with what you have. Um, if any other disaster happens, don't worry, we'll figure right. it out. Anyways, morning comes and hits you all. <laughs> with a facial. <laughs> anyway, um, morning... <laughs> Morning arrives as the the sun begins to peek through the curtains of this enormous window that you have um, at your room. You all wake up in the same room. Syndra, your arm, scary for anyone else. Claws and this sort of shadowy spikes coming out of the, the knuckles of your fingers and the spikes almost come out of your elbow as well. It is bony, but it is covered in shadow. It looks like this like tough black bone and it continues up until your neck. It does not spread overnight and your hair also on the left side of your body beginning to fall, but it is, it is still, it has not changed since the previous change. You all wake up. What do you wish to do? Morning, everyone. Morning. What a crappy night. Tell me about it. Slept well. I tripped about a spider, though. Uh, You didn't trip. I got the pet map. Huh. (laughs) Are you alright, Sagrin? So, he attacked you. Yeah. Yeah. And I dreamed something. Oh, nice. Yeah, it wasn't nice. What did you dream of? And I I said what happened. Tuna. She can only be describing a Ardem, your home. At the end of her dream. Probably because I didn't hear anything she dreamed of. <laughs> <laughs> and Tuna got distracted again. My life. <laughs> yeah, so- it's, it's, it's that that sounds like Arthur. 
sounds like my hometown. Well, not your hometown, but your home plane. <laughs> my home plane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just filled with nature and colors. But why did I dream about it? Because oh, oh, well, well, when when I'm here, I feel at home. So maybe you you feel there, you feel you're there as well. We don't know what, why. But I I've never seen it. Well, maybe it's because I described it to you one time. Maybe I want to protect you. Maybe I'm really good in describing stuff. Maybe? <laughs> <laughs> the fucking biggest question mark at the end of that, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But at least it gave me a bit of ease when I was dreaming. Just kept seeing my brother everywhere. And that made me relax. Just a flower and then seeing the nature. What Something flower? That I, I, I picked up a flower, I, I smelled it, and then I just saw nature and colors. How, how was the flower? What what color was it? Blue. A blue flower. There's like Do I know any flu any any flu blower? <laughs> Do I know any flu blower? Um <laughs> I don't know the legend of the flu blower, uh, but I don't know if I want to know. Oh lord. Um, but <laughs> there are about 765 different blue flowers in Ardem, so in the whole plane, so it would be hard. With purple edges. With purple edges, uh, there are less, but quite a, quite a few still. Uh, however, there is uh, there is something blue with purple edges that you guys know. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> that flower she looks like me. me. Oh, you're right. It does. Wow. You dreamt about me as a flower. But I, I sniffed you. Can I sniff you now? Sniff me. <laughs> oh, and I, I, I sniffed you I mean... Uh, she smells you've never done this and she's been around you a few times you've never actually sniffed her you give her a good old whiff and as you do noise <laughs> it it's like it's a strange combination of death uh, of 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 brownies and and this sort of like flowery flowery smell but you can't, you can't like, you can't get away from the fact that she smells like chocolate brownies. You smell oh, so yes. nice, like in a dangerous way. It's very delicious. But don't worry. Oh, you're like family. I'm pretty sure you wouldn't taste good. I would never try. Have you sniffed yourself? Um. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, well, 
I mean, you just smell like you. You never really thought about what it was. You don't even know what chocolate brownies are. You just, just kind of know this is your smell. I smell like tuna. Well, not tuna. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe she has a bath. Like <laughs> yeah, what I smelled wasn't tuna. No, no, it's it me. I uh, smell good. I think... Uh, I think you give me... A goal, in a way. I want to protect you. You're my only family now. And I cough. <coughs> you too. But not her, and I put I point at <laughs> And I say understandable <laughs> considering. Okay, should we get some breakfast? Oh. And see if yeah. William is there. And the proprietor the guy who runs this place. It's the guy at the desk. As you guys walk down to go get breakfast, he is there and he greets you. Uh, uh, good morning. Uh, welcome good morning. Uh, once again. Uh, uh, breakfast will uh, be served in just a moment. In, in the meantime, while it's still not available, is there anything I can do to help you? Uh, yes, yeah. actually. Yeah. Go, go. No, no, go, go, go ahead. Go Isis. Ahead. Okay. Please. Uh, <laughs> just we somewhere. We were curious. <laughs> we were curious uh, to know the story of this place. <gasps> uh, almost uh, no one ever asks, but I. Uh, it is a kind gesture that you would care enough to ask. Uh, well, I, I named and, and built this place uh, to honor an old faith of my family. Uh, it's, uh, have you ever heard of the Cinder Sky? No. Well, uh, she was a dragon uh, from an age-long lost. Uh, uh, she was the leader of the Ashen Flight. So, supposed to be these very powerful uh, dragons. Her true name is uh, lost to time, completely. But it is said that she made a giant sacrifice for our world, for us, in a battle that has too been lost to the eons that have passed, or well, ages, maybe. Uh, and, well, I, I named it and built it after this dragon because... Well, it, it could all just be a myth. But first, uh, my whole family has dedicated their lives to preserving the memory, and I am a firm believer that if you do not believe in anything, if you do not dream uh, of anything, you, you will be lost to visions of horror. And, uh, well, it may be that it is all a lie and a myth and a legend, and she has never really existed, but... It could also be true that she did sacrifice her life, and if that is the case, it is a memory worth preserving. That's wholesome. Well, I don't get to tell the story many times, so I do appreciate it. Most people that come here are they only want fancy rooms and fancy uh, food and uh, fancy drinks. Uh, they never really cared too much to ask about the place itself, or about its history. There was only one other person that did. Oh. 
this is the, the Count of Malgrandi, asked me as soon as he arrived in, in, in here a couple days ago, maybe more. Uh, but quite the nice gentleman. Uh, it is fascinating how I have had uh, people from all over Lusa and uh, other counties and uh, even royalty here in my uh, in my hotel and nobody has ever asked me or cared enough to ask except that one and you now so I thank you truly what you said like rock by the way decorating oh uh, this is uh sort of changed null ore. I have changed it so that it loses its nullifying properties, but keeps its beautiful tones of, of black and mixed with some other things it makes for beautiful mineral. Well, it looks beautiful. What about the warm? Oh, it is, uh... How do you guys keep it warm? Oh, it is, um... I would, I would like to call it magic warmth. Uh, I myself am a practitioner of uh, the arcane arts, uh, and I have uh, enchanted the floor underneath the restaurant to keep it warm. Uh, it is only a, a gentle enchantment, so it shouldn't hurt. But if it ever hurts you, uh, please do, uh, do tell me. No, it's very cozy. Uh, I was just curious. I am pleased to know. Thank you. Ask about the brand of the cheese. What kind of cheese do you serve <laughs> at the restaurant? It was really yeah. yummy. Uh, she loved it. Well, the cheese uh, is brought uh, from the Hammerhead Mountains. The mountain goats there are, um, well, they have quite a few qualities. Uh, very tasty meat, but as well uh, as very invigorating and powerful, um, powerful cheese uh, or milk. I'm sorry that you can then obviously um, uh, create cheese from. Uh, they are made uh, there at the Hammerhead Mountains in some of the villages uh, that uh, occupied the border uh, with with our kingdom, and then I bring them here. Uh, they are quite costly, as they usually tend to go through other places before they reach this side uh, of the kingdom. But it is from up north. Say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. Oh, well, uh, thank you again for showing the interest to know so much about this place. Uh, well, uh, please, uh, I would do not wish to bother you or bore you any longer. You may... Uh, you may join us for breakfast, or join the people there for breakfast. You guys walk in? Yes, yeah. I nod. Yeah. You walk inside the room to sit for breakfast, and uh, lo and behold, in this room you see the f sort of rotund and neck-bearded Baron Edwin Willis, accompanied by Commander Pierce who immediately stares at you with death stare, this intimidating look. Sitting on another table, more at the corner, you see Count Matthias Orr and his man, Mr. Willingstone, Lord Willingstone. They look at you and 
nod good morning as well. You see uh, Tuna, a woman that you recognized. You recognize this? I'm in the pocket. Oh, you're not looking? No. All right, then you see a woman, guys, with sort of shaved uh, hair on the side and this, like, long-ass, almost lion mane um, uh, of, of hair that kind of goes down. Maybe, you know, to, to her back. Um, you don't, you don't know, um, exactly from, from this point of view. Um, but it's sort of light brown and it's covered in these braids, uh, to the side. She has, like, very bright blue eyes. Uh, and now a dark blue face paint that covers the eyes. Um, so it kind of contrasts with the, the color of her eyes. Um, she just wears... She's not wearing anything noble. It's just leather straps all around. Uh, very flexi- flexible and, and, and a, a body wrap that um, makes her sort of look, you know, ready for anything. And lo and behold, next to her table, uh, like, uh, kind of leaning against it, you see two axes um, uh, that she kind of, like, occasionally puts her hand on. Um, she looks, like, very tall and sort of very sturdy. Uh, but is sitting down, uh, munching on something, um, and is just kind of there. You guys don't recognize her, uh, any of you, but you eventually find your spot to, uh, eat breakfast. You guys were looking for William, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. William is not in this place. And as you sit down and you begin eating, Uh, We are going to end today's session here, uh, as the day begins. Holy shit! What have you done? (laughs) You maniacs! Um, Which is what they did. (laughs) Uh, We will apologize. We will. Oh yeah. Sorry. Bam. Dead. Um. (laughs) <laughs> I will, um, we will deal with your level ups, um, soon or may- maybe after, not right now. Um, first of all, I just wanted to say to everybody who stayed up until so far, thank you guys very much for, for hanging out. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, so, uh, thank you once again for coming. Um, for the people, um, that are watching live, remember if you missed any parts, you have the VOD, but also on YouTube. And on Spotify and Google Podcasts, you'll have access to this on Monday. For the people that are listening in, don't forget, every weekend, Saturdays, 9.30 p.m. GMT plus one, we have a session. I'd also like to remind everybody really quickly that tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. GMT plus one, we're going to have a one-shot named The Shattering. In this one shot, both uh, Mizzy and Fish are going to be playing. They are going to be playing two old characters of theirs. Uh, the very first characters they played D&D with, uh, with me as a DM, uh, which are Kelana uh, for Mizzy and Elisa, the legendary ranger uh, for, for Fish. They are going to be playing alongside the Slick Mick and Nobrook, two other uh, friends of ours uh, in this one shot. So if you guys want to consume D&D sort of, you know, without having to uh, track what happened in the episode before. One shots are perfect for that. Big lore bombs as well for all campaign watchers are going to be dropped. So if you um, if you are keeping up with the campaign, sort of, uh, you'll still be able to get your kick out of it as well, uh, as it is set in the same world. So ending that, let us go around the table. 
and uh, let our players uh, introduce themselves and tell us what they do. Uh, please, let us start with Sagrin. Who are you? What do? Uh, I'm a fish, um, known as your mother is a fish, uh, and I'm a variety single-player streamer, so I play a lot of different games. Alright, thank you very much. Twitch.tv slash your mother is a fish is where you can find her uh, if you enjoy variety single-player gaming. Uh, and by that I mean going on spore and making penises. Uh, and That's then, a lie. And then also spilling your drink on the keyboard. Uh, moving, <laughs> moving on to now our eating, um, <laughs> Azizel, who are you? What do you? I'm Estera, I don't stream, but you can follow me, Insta, Twitter, whatever you like. On Twitter, at VFX Animatrix, and on, um, Instagram, at Tom, S-S-O-U-S-A. I always say this, but fuck it, whatever. Um, anyway, now, Tunalasia Meadowfalls, our fairy wizard, who are you, what do? Hello, I'm Mizzy, uh, I stream on twitch.tv slash I stream variety, uh, and I focus on Soulsborne. Alright, very good, thank you very much. She was playing, uh, today before the stream, she was playing Demon Souls, so if you like that type of content, you can join. And now, finally, Syndra. I'm Witch, I stream League of Legends on my channel and on Twitch. That's it. Hi. Alright, twitch.tv slash witch underscore Saman. You can find her there playing League of Legends. She was playing just before uh, the, the campaign as well, so uh, you can find her there and watch some League of Legends gameplay of high quality. And she's Diamond 3. She is Diamond oh, 3. Yeah. Alright, that leaves us with everything said. My friends, if you would like to stay for a possible raid that we'll do, we would very much appreciate it. Thank you once again very much for watching. We all love you very much. We don't. Uh, but we care about you moderately. We will see you on the next episode or tomorrow. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. I need to pee.